Father, we give you access, permission, totally, Father, to minister to us, to raise us, to nurture us, Father. Let us leave this place, Father, more mature children, Father. Let us leave this place, Father, with an appetite to seek first your kingdom and righteousness, Father, so that everything, Father, all things, Father, will be added unto us, Father. We give you the glory, Father. We ask you that you will reveal it through us, Father. Teach us, Father. Instruct us, direct us, Father, that we may be everything that you predestined us to be, Father. That you may be everything, that we may be everything, Father, that you purpose us to be, Father. We thank you, Father, for that and much more. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, I'm compounding some things right now, compounding some things right now because we are ending uh, at the end of our ministry pillar. And we're getting ready to reset in June, and we're going to start back on uh, the relationship. All right, now, for uh, all of our, our visitors, we this is a ministry that reveals the truest intentions of God as a father. All right, that's why we show up. We show up because we want Christ formed in us, and we're revealing the truest intentions of God as a father. We don't just want to know God. We want to know him as a father. He was God before he said, let there be light. After he said, let there be light, and he spoke things into existence, his desire, his heart desire was to become what? Our father. So us as his children, we gather here to learn. We gather him to become more like him. And so uh, our four teaching pillars, and I'll probably go back through this, are relationship, kingdom, the church, and ministry. You have to be developed in all four of those areas. Amen. Now, I'm going to compound this. And what I'll do is most likely next time we come around to the ministry pillar, I'll, I'll teach each story individually. Um, uh, and when I do that, what I'll do is we'll go deeper. And that's what we'll do. Every time we go through a pillar, we'll go deeper. Amen. But what brings out the deepness of it is you guys being hungry alright it's your appetite that pulls revelation if you don't like the revelation then you need to get hungry if you like he keeps saying the same thing over and over that's cause you ain't got it I gotta keep saying it cause you don't have it so the digger the, 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 uh, uh, the more you the, the deeper you dig and you study and you pray and you fast and you build yourself up by you just sitting out there the appetite pulls revelation amen and so this time I'll go through the scriptures but next time I'll go deeper into revelation for example uh, my first scripture is Exodus 17 and 8 and it reads at Raphidim Amalek came and fought against Israel now, for face value, we could just read that. But when we go deeper, you need to understand that Rephidim was a place of restoration. It was a place of rest. All right? Amalek stands for the flesh. And the children of Israel are a type of son. So they were in the, so the sons were in a place of, of rest, and they begin, they, they begin to get attacks within their flesh. Amen? But we're not going to go that deep right now, all right? So we're just going to stay surface, all right? So it reads, At Rephidim, Amalek came and fought against Israel. Verse 9, Moses said to Joshua, Select some men for us and go fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek, while Moses, Aaron, Hur, went up to the top of the hill. While Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. But whenever Moses, but whenever he put his hand down, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down on it. Then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. That's the first story. 
Exodus 18 and 13. The next day, Moses sat down to judge the people, and they stood around Moses from morning unto evening. Now, y'all see, that's church. From morning, they stood. Ain't high comfortable chairs with AC. They stood from morning to evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw everything he was doing for them, he asked, what is this thing you're doing for the people? Why are you alone sitting as judge? While all the people stand around you from morning until evening, Moses replied to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. Whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I make a decision between one man and another. I teach them God's statutes and laws. This is church. What you're doing is not good, Moses' father-in-law said to him. You, have, you will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Say, you can't do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you some advice and God be with you. You be one, you be the one to represent the people before God and bring their cases to him. Instruct them about the statutes and laws and teach them the way to live and what they must do. But you should select from all the people, able men, God-fearing, trustworthy, hating dishonest prophet. Place them over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They should judge the people at all times. Then they will bring you every major case, but judge every minor case themselves. This is ministry. In this way, you will lighten your load and they will bear it with you. If you do this and God so directs you, you will be able to endure. And also all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. Story number three. In those days, as a Acts chapter six, in those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, the church was growing. There rose a complaint, here we go, by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in daily distribution. The 12 summoned the whole company of disciples and said, it would not be right. He didn't say fair. It would not be right for us to give up preaching the word to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom whom we can appoint to do this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole company. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number and the large group of priests became obedient to the faith. Amen. Now, all three of these stories are about ministry. All right, because we are in our ministry pillar. Ministry is service from the sons and daughters of God, service to the body of Christ, so that the body of Christ can serve the world. Ministry is not us just serving the world. It's us serving the body, then the body serving the world. The series we are in is called Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders, give me your pose. Let me see it. All right. We bodybuilders. The Bible said that he gave the fivefold ministry for the, for the perfecting of the saints and for the building up of the body. 
So we are called as sons and daughters to do what? Build his body. His body is his family. So we are called to build his family, to win souls. And not only to win souls, but to, to, to um, I'm looking for a word, to set the example for what Christ looks like. And the title of our teaching on today is Delegation, Teamwork, and Fatigue. Delegation, teamwork, and fatigue. Or I would say it like this, delegation, teamwork, or fatigue. So I have three teaching points on today, and those are my teaching points. Our first teaching point will be delegation. Our second teaching point will be teamwork. And our third teaching point will be fatigue. So delegation one, we're going to talk about the story of Moses and Jethro. So we read this, the backstory. Jethro comes into the company of Moses, his father-in-law. And he gives him advice after seeing how he's doing ministry. And he told them, there's a better way for you to do this. You need to represent the people. You need to take their cases to God. But at the same time, you need to instruct them and you need to teach them. But what you need to do is to delegate. You need to delegate. Okay, so Moses took the advice and he told him to delegate this thing so that he could lighten the load and that he could let the people bear some of the work. Now, this happens in ministry often. A lot of times, it ain't me now. Let me tell you something right now. I'm not your preacher. I'm not your pastor. I'm not the apostle that wants to do everything. Ministry is teamwork. We have to function as a body. So Jethro told Moses to delegate these things. And he didn't just tell him to delegate it. He told him to delegate it to certain type of men. In Exodus chapter 18, verse 21, he said, but you should select from all the people. He said, able men. Verse 21. Able men. Men that are talented, men that are gifted, men that are special. He said, I want you to select from all the people, able men, God-fearing men, not just any type of men, trustworthy men, men that hate dishonest prophet. He said, place them over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Say delegation. That's delegation. And then he said, he didn't just select certain type of men for anything. In verse 22, he said, and they should judge. So the delegation of these men would be that these men would be the judge. Moses would not be the judge. The men that he chose would do all the judging amongst the body. And he said, they, then they can bring to you every major case. but they could judge the minor. Delegation. He said, in this way, you will lighten your load and they will bear it with you. Okay, our second story, Moses and Joshua. Now, as we told you, Amalek has just attacked Israel and we're in the same situation. We have to now delegate to do ministry. Exodus chapter 17 verse 9 says, Moses said to Joshua, he said, select some men for us and go fight against Amalek. He said, tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought against Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the hilltop. Now, once again, he didn't choose any type of men. He said, I need some fighters. 
I don't need quitters. I don't need runners. I don't need those that would shrink. I need someone who will fight. And so he delegated. He said, you go to the sons of Israel and you choose men so that we can go to war. While you're doing that, it's the delegation. While you're doing that with the sons of Israel, me, Aaron, and her will go to the hilltop so I can oversee. This is delegation. Delegation three. This is the apostles attempting to stay productive in ministry. So the, so the apostles were bombarded from the Hellenistic widows and the Hebrew widows. Now I'm just, in, this is just information. I'm just informing you. I'm teaching you on today because sometimes y'all will drive me into preaching. I don't want to preach. I just want to teach. Okay. And so they came to Moses with a with a, a issue with the Hellenistic widows and the Hebraic widows. And they said that they were they felt as if they were being ignored. So Moses did what? He delegated. Acts chapter 6, verse 2. It says, the twelve summoned the whole company of disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. He said, brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to do the duty. So once again, there is a delegation, but in the delegation, he didn't just delegate any, delegate any type of people. He said, I want you, I want y'all, I want y'all to choose seven people and they need to be full of faith and they need to be full of the Holy Spirit, which means what? They got to labor with us, which means that we have to be, uh, as the body, we have to come together and fellowship. We have to come together and labor. The Bible says, know those that labor amongst you. And by knowing, then you will be approved. I'm, I'm trying not to go too fast. Now, they chose the seven. Then they brought the seven to the apostles. Then the apostles laid hands on them. Now, why did they lay hands on them? For ministry. It wasn't so they could have their own ministry. I said for ministry. He didn't lay hands on them so they could start their own ministry. He laid hands on them so we could do ministry. The anointing is so we can do ministry. I got to say that because we, we tend to think sometimes when the Father pours, on, pours, pours his, his spirit out on us and his anointing out on us, the first thing that people think is, I'm going to start my own ministry. People be in the church saying they got their, but, but, but my ministry. No, the ministry is to the body. If you do it a fiction, if you do it efficiently and effectively, then you will be promoted and you will move outside the body or within the body. But first, ministry starts in the body. Judgment starts at the house. Now, what I want you to notice is that God chose the leader and the leaders delegated. He didn't intervene in this process. He chose Moses. Moses chose Joshua. Moses sent Joshua to battle with the sons of Israel. Moses told Aaron and Moses told her to come to the hilltop with me. Jethro came to Moses and gave Moses advice and then Moses delegated the men. When the complaint to the apostles came, the apostles told the people, you choose them. <laughs> now, I have to say that because sometimes we think that God does the choosing. Hmm. See, y'all got quiet on me. We think God does the choosing. God chose me. No, God put you under a leader. You worked under that leader and the leader chose you. 
And that's why you have to teach because you have to show it in scripture. This is where we get our thought process from scripture. We don't come up with our own thing. I feel it. And you have to do this because even Jesus, watch this, this is how you kill that. Even Jesus had to grow in grace and wisdom or wisdom and stature with God and man. We just want to grow in God. We just want to grow in God and get appointed and assignments and forget about man. That's not how you do ministry. Before, before he gives you a ministry, you will do ministry with people. He doesn't just pluck you out the body and give you an assignment. He puts you under leadership. This is ministry. Leadership watches, looks, and observes. And this is where we have the conversations where people think you gossiping. No, we're not gossiping. We just want, sometimes we want to know what you think about such and such. How do they serve? Do they show up on time? How is their attitude? when it's time to serve? How is their attitude when they're corrected? Then, then they speak to the leader. Then the leader dispatches them and say, you go. This is what Moses did. That's a hard thing to do. Can you imagine Joshua? Joshua, you take the sons of Israel and you go to war. Aaron and her, y'all come with me. Can you imagine Joshua sitting there like, why they can't come to war with me? Why I got to be the one to go to war and they get to go with you. He gave leadership to delegate because some situations he can't make the decision. So he put someone in charge with wisdom to do the job. Amen? Now, our next teaching point is teamwork. And we're just going to simply look at the teams. All right? So team one, Moses, Joshua, Aaron, Hur, and the sons of Israel. Joshua, Moses sends Joshua with the sons of Israel to go to war. Moses takes Aaron and Hur and says, you come with me. Like I said, now watch this. This is the first mention of Joshua in the Bible. The first mention of Joshua in the Bible, he's given an assignment to go to war. Exodus chapter 17, verse 9. Watch this. I want you to see this. The scripture says, Moses said to Joshua. Now give me verse 10. Joshua did as Moses told him. Moses said to Joshua, Joshua did what Moses told him. That's why he got a whole book. That's why in his book, he defeated 32 kingdoms. It started with the assignment first in ministry. It didn't start with a leadership position. It started with responding to leadership. Team two, Moses, Jethro, the congregation, then the appointed men. This is teamwork. Jethro gets advice from Moses. Moses takes the advice. Moses appoints men. Appointed men become commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Ministry. Team three, you have the apostles, then you have the widows, then you have the congregation, then you have the seven that were chosen. So the ministry to the, to the widows came before the apostles, then the apostles came before the congregation. He, the apostles told the congregation, you choose seven of them. After the seven are chosen, they come to the apostles and they lay hands on them and, 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 and anoint them. Now, the seven are doing the ministry of the widows. Teamwork. 
This isn't nothing strange. Jesus had 12. <laughs> Teamwork. Paul had John, Mark, Barnabas, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Onesimus, Priscilla, and Aquila. Teamwork. Because teamwork is for what? One common goal under the Father. Teamwork is one common goal under the Father. Ministry is a team sport. It teaches us how to do relationships. Family is a team. You need the father, you need the mother, and you need the children. This is why he called, this is why the body of Christ is a family. He put someone over to father it. The Holy the Spirit, Holy Spirit always mothers it. Marriage takes what? Teamwork. That's why he compared it to Christ and the church. The church can't do anything unless it works with what? Christ. The church is just the body. Christ is the head. Parenting is teamwork. It takes teamwork to raise children. That's why the foundation of the Bible is this relationship. God being our father and us being his children. Let's get on to our third point, fatigue. Fatigue. Fatigue is to get tired. Fatigue is to get weary. The Bible says don't get weary. What my Bible readers say? What my Bible readers said. The Bible says, don't get weary. Come on, come on. The Bible says, don't get weary. When you get fatigued, you get lethargic. Sometimes when ministry gets dry, it's because the leader's tired. Because there's no teamwork. Story one. Jethro warns and questions Moses after assessing his workflow in ministry. In verse 14, it says, when Moses' father-in-law saw everything he was doing, uh, he, everything he was doing for them, he asked, what is this thing you are doing for the people? Why are you alone? Because you can't do ministry alone. Why are you alone sitting as judge? While all the people stand around you doing nothing, from morning to evening. Then he warns them. Verse 17. He says, what you, what you're doing is not good. Then verse 18, he says, you will certainly wear out both yourselves and these people. Because if we don't, delegate or if we can't delegate then there's no teamwork where there is no teamwork fatigue sets in so he said you will certainly wear wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you you can't do it alone So either we delegate or we burn out. Verse 23, he said, if you do this, after he gave him the instructions on how to appoint and how to delegate, he said, if you do this and God so directs you, he said, be led by the spirit with it. He said, you will be able to endure. And also all the people will be able to go home satisfied. So when ministry is done right, when ministry is done accurately, the leader can endure and the people are satiated in the spirit. But when it's not done right, the leader gets weary and tired and then ministry gets lethargic. Story two, 
apostles, the apostles' word to the congregation. Acts chapter 6, verse 2. It says, the twelve summoned the whole company of disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Now, no one's above waiting on tables, but there are some things that everybody and anybody can't do. Then there are some things that everybody, anybody can do. And that's all because of the call. It's all about because of the purpose. It's all because of the assignment. It's all because of the will of the Father. Anybody can wait tables. Everybody can't teach. Anybody can wait tables. Everybody can't preach. Anybody can wait tables. Everybody can't lead. So there's some things that 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 if if I stop doing this, if I start doing that stuff, this gets weaker. So in verse 4, he said, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. So devotion to, to the ministry of prayer and devotion to the ministry of word is what they should be doing. But if they, if they stop doing that and they start devoting themselves to the ministry of waiting tables, what happens? Fatigue sets in. Then they begin to get lethargic. Then they begin to get tired. Then they begin to get weary. And then they begin to get drained. And that's when the complaining starts. <laughs> that's when the challenging starts. Everybody likes to challenge a weak leader. It's easy to challenge a leader when he get weak. It's easy to build yourself up and not use your power to do ministry. Strong ministry involves leadership with leaders who are able, God-fearing, trustworthy. Strong ministry involves leadership with leaders who hate dishonest prophet. Because if they hate dishonest prophet, you know they're not going to gossip. Strong ministry involves leaders with leadership with leaders that are fighters. Strong ministry involves leaders, leadership with leaders who are full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Not just filled. Not just a, a spiritual conversation in your ears, but you get to the point where your soul has absorbed it. Your mind is full of the Holy Spirit. Your heart is being led by the Holy Spirit. Your soul is consumed by the work of the Father. These are the type of leaders that the Father is looking for. That's why in verse 7 it said, watch this, it said, so the word of God spread. Well, how did it spread? Because of delegation and teamwork. It didn't spread because, of, because the man of God was anointed. It didn't spread because the man of God was powerful. Any man you see doing great works, he got a team behind him. There's a team doing the heavy lifting so that he can man his position. But what happens is leaders get weak when we have to man every position. It was time when I came in here, I had to set up the camera. <laughs> I had to do the sound. Okay, I had to run the worship. I had to come up here and pray. Then you gotta teach. Then after you do all that, you know what they want? Fire to fall. Why they show up and sit? <laughs> we need delegation. We need teamwork. Or ministry will be fatigued. That's why Jethro told Moses. He said, if you do it this way, you will endure. And they will go home satiated, satisfied, full. But we can't have 10% of the church doing 100% of the work.
We can't have 10% of the church manning it and, and the 90% don't care. I got stuff to do. That's not ministry. That's not the call. The Father doesn't move like that. I just showed you three stories. Story three. Moses with the staff of God. Exodus chapter 17, verse 11. It said, while Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. But whenever he put his hands down, Amalek prevailed. Y'all see this? So whenever Moses, he, he's holding up his hands, and as long as his hands are up, Israel's winning. The moment he drops his hands, Israel starts losing. Can you imagine that? I want you to think about that. Because a lot of times, let me, let me keep going. So Aaron, verse 12, says, when Moses' hands grew heavy, they grew, they wasn't heavy. He didn't have heavy hands. <laughs> they grew heavy. From what? Holding them up. Why is he holding them up? Because he's holding up the standard. Why is he holding them up? Because he's on assignment. And so the Bible says that they took a stone and put it under him, Christ. And he said on it, foundation. Then Aaron and her, watch this, what's that S word? Supported his hands. One on one side and one on the other side so that his hands remained steady. They didn't shake, they didn't tremble, they remained steady until the sun went down. So verse 13 says, read that for me, y'all. What? So Joshua defeated Amalek? I thought Joshua was losing every time Moses' hands went down. <laughs> so Moses, Joshua didn't, the, the, the battle wasn't won because of Joshua's leadership. The battle was not won because the children of the sons of Israel could fight. The battle was won because a man chose to hold up the standard. And watch this. And and the and when his hands got tired and it was at, at, at the risk that Joshua and, and the children of Israel could lose, Aaron and her stepped in. Teamwork. And delegation. Now, can you imagine Joshua getting mad that Aaron and her didn't go with him to war? And what if they had? They lose. But this is what happens in ministry when complaining happens. Well, why you didn't do this? Well, why you say that? Well, why you didn't put them over there? Well, why you didn't let me do this? Let me lead. Let me be led by the Spirit because had they went with him, they would have lost. Because Moses' hands would have grew weary and they had no support. And he had no support. And you need to understand that because some of the battles and the victories that you're winning in your life is because my arms are up. <laughs> it's because I taught you sonship that's my studying habits it's because you learned the orphan spirit it's because the things that you learn you know how to pray you know Christ is in you but what happens if, if leadership gets weary and we can't study because we got to do everything we grow weak 
And when we grow weak, you start losing. But you can't put two and two together. And you think you're strong all by yourself. And what happens is you go, you go, you go, you crash, and then you come back to the well. It takes teamwork. They said they set him on a rock foundation. They set him on Christ because he couldn't, because Christ couldn't be in him. He was a law. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> and then Aaron held up one arm. Her held up the other. Aaron represents the priesthood prayer. You want to, her represents, it means whole or hollow thing. So it's a thing that is humble. It's the glory of God, his character. So when does the leadership arms fall? When, when y'all stop praying and y'all getting in bad character. So what keeps up, what makes a strong ministry? Teamwork. The ministry won't grow because of it. The ministry will grow to the degree that we see people in prayer. Mm. The ministry will grow to the degree we see people in Bible study. Then we get people on the prayer call. We doing ministry. What you here for? This is what we need to do. We need to return to the spirit and the art of armor bearing. The ministry that says, I'll carry the armor so when the warrior reaches the battle, he isn't fatigued. This is the ministry of armor bearer. Every son and daughter should be an armor bearer. If not, we get fatigued. You've seen it with the apostles. No, we can't go do that ministry. Because the moment we quit what we're doing and we start doing that, we lose track. You see Moses and Jethro, you see Moses with Jethro telling him, giving him advice. You can't do it that way. You're going to get burned out. You see Aaron and her holding up Moses' arms. So we need teamwork. I can't preach, do the media, outreach, teach the classes and pour into you. So we need people to feel in position so what? The ministry can grow. Oh, let me not say it like that because you might equate it with me so that the body can grow. You for, don't forget, this is the Father's plan. We didn't come up with this. We need teamwork. You see the worship team up here singing? You know what you need to do? You bring the water. Hospitality. Don't let them do all the hugs. You greet somebody too. You smile at somebody. You welcome somebody. Don't just leave it on hospitality. Don't just walk in here and sit down and because you because of what you got going on in your life. This ministry, we can only do ministry with the mind of Christ. Just serve where you can. Watch this. So we can win. Because if we don't, it, we begin to come, become childish. You know how kids is, you, you gotta cook and clean. <laughs> come on, you know how kids is, they want you to pay the bills and do the chores. <laughs> every son, every daughter should have the spirit of an armor bearer. Every son and daughter should show up as a servant. What did Jesus say? This is the mind of Christ. The son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. I told y'all before I ever touched the mic, before I ever got into ministry, I knew I, I didn't, I knew I would be into in ministry, but I never pictured or thought that I would have my own ministry. And watch this, I didn't see the training. Every ministry that I ever been a part of, I showed up before leadership showed up. One ministry, I came to the leader and I told him, I said, what time are you going to be here? 
I said, because I need to know. I said, because I need to be here to help. Because one ministry I was in, they had two churches and one church they had to set up. So I made sure I was there before the leader, watch this, to set up to make so that he didn't have to set up and teach. Come on, y'all can clap better than that. Y'all like y'all got one hand? <laughs> Is it one hand? <laughs> I was at a ministry for six years, touched the mic one time. I can't tell you how many times I cleaned toilets. I can't tell you how many times I vacuumed. I can't tell you how many times my wife, she she attests to it. That's why she don't have no problem following because she saw me under a leader. She saw me when the pastor said, be here at this time, and I was there. I ain't talking about church days. I ain't talking about church stuff. We used to wake up in the morning, and the saints would wake up, and we cutting their grass. Y'all ain't ready for this. Because <laughs> we too preoccupied with what we got and what we want. No, service is what? Ministry is what? Service to the body. So the body can get strong enough to take over Stockbridge. But we have a ministry mindset that the preacher going to take over. The apostle going to be the one. No, he's not looking for apostle to do that, to take over Stockbridge. He's looking for his body, for his ministry. He need divine generation church to do that. So with that, there's going to be some delegations. And even in delegation, you know what? You're not going to like that assignment. Take it anyway. Let it build you. Because every assignment the Father gives you you're not going to want it. But the thing about it is, he gives you an assignment you don't want to see if he can lead you. Then you get another, then you get the assignment of your preference. I can't have y'all with a childish mindset of thinking, whatever I ask for, he going to give it to me. No, he pushed you, the Bible says, test him in ministry. The Bible says to test him. Who he's telling to test him? Us. Me and Dr. Hardy are testing you. Yes, he called us to test you, to see. That's why I tell people, no, you're not going to preach, pray, prophesy until you love these people. <laughs> you're not going to man the pulpit, preach and teach the people that you don't even love. You don't even respect. You don't even honor. You don't even care about the people. But we just want to do ministry. We just want to be seen. And, I'm, and when I say we, it's not divine generation. This is the body of Christ in general. Because I talk to a lot of preachers. I talk to a lot of prophets. I talk to a lot of evangelists. I talk to a lot of people who just go to church. And the thing is, they'll complain about the money that come to the pulpit, but they won't serve. And they don't understand what the person in the pulpit has to do. And the thing I hate about society is that they, they want rap, they, they, they want a rapper to be a millionaire, but the preacher to be broke. They want everybody to have money, but the person is serving. Everybody for free. This is what I want y'all to do. Monday, when you go to work, I want you to go in and tell your boss, you ain't gotta pay me this month. So you can see how I feel. <laughs> And I still want you to correct me. And I still want you to give me assignments that I didn't sign up for. You know how you get a job and you like, well, that wasn't in the job description. <laughs> My wife had a dream. I, I forget what I, I forget what shirt I was in, but I was. She had a dream that I was in the um, media booth with the wrong shirt on. 
You know what that was telling her? You out of position. You shouldn't be doing that. Delegate. You shouldn't be doing that. Delegation. Because delegation leads to what? Teamwork. Teamwork is what helps us to win. Teamwork is what helps us to win. This is a team sport. Ministry is a team sport. It's, I know it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a one-man show because you're watching TV. You hear the name. You hear T.D. Jakes, and you don't understand the army of men and women behind him that are supporting him. Y'all went to the Woman Dollar Lose Council conference. Did it seem like it was just him doing everything? <laughs> Come on. Out the mouth of babe, let every word be perfected. <laughs> but I just wanted to leave y'all with that word. Okay, delegation, teamwork, or we get fatigued. Find your place in the body of Christ and serve. And then while you're serving, help somebody else. Amen. Let us stand. Hallelujah. Y'all learned something? And so my prayers for you guys on today, my prayers for you is that the Father, activate your tongues, activate your tongues. My prayers for you is that the Father would answer your prayers, that he would give you the things that you want, that he would give you the things that you desire. This is my prayer. Give me some more music. This is my prayers for you. Y'all hear me? This is my prayers for you. That he would give you everything that your heart desires. But that he would only give it to you as you cooperate with ministry. These are my prayers for you.